Hey, this is Kieran Emanuel. I'm the student pastor at Arise Church, where this is more than a youth group. We're family. Welcome to our podcast. I wanted to thank you for hanging with us today. I hope this encourages you. I hope this inspires you. And I hope this grows your faith in God. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bible, open your Bible, light it up. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19. And this is what it says. I want to read this to you guys really quick because tonight I think it's important as we enter into this school year that we get one simple concept, one simple idea. And that is that there are so many lost souls out there that need to hear the message of Jesus. And this is what 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 says. And Mr. Jason, if you can do me a favor. The TV on? Y'all don't have the scripture over there. It says this, verse 19. Even though I'm a free man with no master, somebody say no master. Come on, say it to your neighbor, no master. I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I live under the, that law. Even though I'm not subject to that law, I, didn't, I did this so I can bring those who are under the law to Christ. When I am with the Gentiles, that, that is a non-Jew, so you and I, unless you're Jewish. But a Gentile who do not follow Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. I do not ignore the law of God. I obey that law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find a common ground with everybody. I do everything I can to save some. Final verse. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Tonight, I want to share with you from this thought, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Let's pray and ask God to speak to us and through us. Father, we thank you so much for what you're going to do tonight. God, we pray and we ask that you give us something fresh and new. We love you, Jesus. And everybody said, everybody said, come on, let's give God some praise in this place tonight. So, does anybody like long drives? Like, if you like long drives, something's wrong with you. I cannot stand long drives. I am, I am that type of person that if I get in the car, five minutes in, I'm sleeping. You know, you, you, are you that person? Like you go into Publix and you leave the house and you're, you're passed out? That's me. I, I don't like car, long car rides. And so I like to do a lot of things to keep me entertained. Right? I like to do a lot of things to keep me awake because if you ask my wife or anybody from, that knows me personally and close, they like to tell you that Kieran falls asleep at the wheel. Now, listen, don't, don't fret. I try not to drive to any trips because I do fall asleep sometimes. But listen, I, 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 I it's okay. I'll keep you safe in Jesus' name. But I, 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 like, to, I like to do things to, to make sure that I stay just kind of alert because I, I can't stand it. 
I remember this one time, my wife and I, we were on our way back from Miami. We were, we were um, at an event, and we were on our way back from Miami. And that time, I lived in Englewood. And Miami was about three and a half hours away, y'all. Far. Somebody say far. It was far. And so I, I didn't know what to do. And so what came to mind is Mario Kart. Y'all remember Mario Kart? Come on. So you know whenever you, you, ran, you do a track that you used to do, there is somebody you're racing against, the ghost. You know what I'm saying? You're racing against the time. So I was like, yo, let me turn real life into Mario Kart. You know what I'm talking about? So I put on a GPS, and I look at the time, and I saw that I had X amount of time to get home. I was like, uh-uh-uh. That's just three hours and two minutes. I'm going to get home in two hours and 58 minutes. Come on, somebody. I'm going to make sure that I beat the time. I was so driven to, to, to the cause that I was <laughs> breaking the law. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell the popo, okay? I was going a little fast, just a tidbit, just a tidbit because it was just, it was late and I was tired and I wanted to get home. But I, I did everything I could. I was driven. I was driven. Drive is interesting because whenever you set your mind to something, you're, you end up doing the thing you set your mind to. The definition of drive is simple. Drive is the ambition and determination to do something that you desire. A synonym for that is motivation. Get motivated. Some of us don't get motivated when we wake up in the morning now, this week. Come on, somebody. Talking about waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Heck to the nah, I don't want to do that. Some of us get motivated by different things, but this is what, this is what drive is. Motivated, determined, that push, that zeal, that enthusiasm to do what you know needs to be done. But I like one synonym that I read, passion. Drive is like passion. We're all passionate about something, right? Like we're all passionate about something. Like you know you're passionate about something because like when you're passionate about something, nobody or nothing can get in the way. Like, if you're passionate about a girl, boy, come on, somebody. Nobody can tell you that that person is bad. You're like, mm-mm, that is my soulmate. I love you, boo. I'm going to go after you. You know what I'm talking about, you little sixth-grade crushers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you walk across the room. You be like, you slide that note like you slick. Do you like me? Checkbox yes or no. And if you're old school, you add in that maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we do whatever it takes. If you like somebody, you're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that person knows you like them or whatever to make sure you get into uh, what you guys do in high school, go, go to lunch together or something. You know, like whatever it is. Like any fantasy football players here who plays fantasy football? Come on, somebody. Let me talk to y'all for a moment. Like whenever your player is playing a game, you're going to do whatever you can to watch that game. You know what I'm talking about? I don't care if it's Sunday. Mama, we ain't eating today. I'm going to starve. I got to go watch the Bucks beat the Dolphins. Whatever it is, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Paul is, has this kind of mindset. If we can dive into his mind for a little bit, Paul is willing to do whatever it takes to see people come to Christ. Now, this is, a, this is a fun topic to talk to young people because a lot of us, sometimes we really, and not to be blunt, don't care, right? Some of us are here because our parents made us. Some of us are here because, you know, this is where my friend goes. Some of us here, this may be the only interaction you have with other people that you can have. So some of us don't really care, but there is a reason that we ought to care. Paul wants you to get into his mind just for a little bit. He says, hey, look, 
I will do anything and everything to win people for Christ. And I love Paul's idea because Paul says, he says something simple. He has a why to his what? How many know you have to have a why? You're never passionate about something for no reason. You always have a why that aims to your what? You, you, you love football. I love football because it makes me feel so manly. So I'm going to play fantasy. I'm in four different leagues. I'm in Isaac Snyder's league, so I'm going to beat him and his team. Let's go, somebody. I'm, I, I, I have a passion. I have a why behind it. Paul has a why behind why he wants to win so many people for Jesus. Because he wants to share in their blessing. A couple years ago, I went to Arizona. Anybody ever been to Arizona? Come on, I love that place. Arizona's nice. I went to Arizona, and uh, it feels like Arizona in here, actually. But um, <laughs> I went to Arizona, and my brother-in-law, he was telling me about this, this hot dog called a Sonoran dog. Anybody ever heard of that? You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because that's the same. I was like, what kind of hot dog is Sonoran? Is that say right? Sonora dog? Yeah, exactly, right? And he was raving about it. He's like, oh, man, you got to get this. And he's in the military, so he's like, you got to get this. Make sure you come get this dog. It's going to change your life. It's going to really radicalize everything you think about your taste buds. I was like, okay, sure, let's try it. So I go to this place, and I'm thinking it's like this mad, like magical mansion, and it's like these, like these kind of sweet like butlers standing out there saying, hey, sir, I want to give you a dog, also knowing dog. I thought it was something like that, right? Nah, it was a food truck. And there was bugs and, and bees flying around. I was like, what in the world? Where am I? And so how many know the nastiest places are the best places to eat? Come on, somebody. So I took a bite at Sonoran Dog. I was like, Lord, am I in heaven? It was the best thing I have ever, ever eaten. And it was cool because his face, he was smiling the whole time. Why? Because he was sharing in the blessing of my fulfillment. Paul is saying this, I do all this so I can share in the same fulfillment that you're feeling right now. So I can share in the same joy that you're feeling right now. It's, there's something that happens when you know somebody who is struggling and you say, I know somebody who has an answer and they find that answer. There's something about finding and seeing somebody come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody grateful that God has saved your life? Come on, anybody grateful that God did something special in your world? There's something about sharing that. There's something about being a part of the change that's happening to somebody. And Paul is, Paul is excited about that. But the question is, as we enter into this new school year, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to care about the person you sit next to in the cafeteria? Are you willing to reach out to that person that nobody else reached out to? Are you willing to do whatever it takes? So the question is, here's the question tonight. How do we do that? How do we do that? I got three observations I want to give it to you guys really quick. Number one is this. Get clear of your pride. Get clear of your pride. This is what Paul says, verse 19, he says this, hey, I am a slave, I have no master, but I become a slave so I can save some. Like, how extreme is that? My man says, I have no master, but I become a slave to you. Like, I'm, no one owns me, but I will be owned by you. Paul's saying, hey, there's this mindset that we need to have. 
We need to be thinking about other people before we're thinking about ourselves. One philosopher put it this way. I love this quote. He says this. I do not care so much about myself. This is what other people think. I am way too concerned. I do not care about others, I'm sorry, so much. I am way too concerned with myself. How often do we live in a, in a realm where we're way too concerned about me? Growing up, my mom, like, I got held back in the third grade. So I went to third grade twice. I was upset when my mama told me. I was like, mom, why, my mom, why? She's like, you can't read. You can't read. I was like, okay, all right. So I said alphabet A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. And I kind of get stuck there. Try it again. She, my mom was Haitian, so she got an accent. A, B, C, D, E, J? No, 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 no. E, F. G-H-I. I can never get past I. You know how to get to you? You have to get past I. I love it. You know what? You know the middle? What's the, what's, the, what's the letter that's in the center of pride? I. Some of us can't get to you because we're stuck on I. I and that's, that's Paul saying get rid of I. In God's world, you know the alphabet is backwards? The alphabet is actually backwards in God's world. I can prove it to you. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus says the most amazing quote. You guys know it. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. In essence, love you before I. I love it. Because in order to get to you, you have to get over I. Come on, somebody. There, there is this thing that we need to understand. Pride keeps us from everyone else. Oh, I'm not going to, oh, look, I'm, I'm too good to go over there. Those kids are bad kids. No, I don't, those kids are bad. I'm good. I don't need to, I don't need to talk about Jesus to them. Someone else can do it. No, you can do it. Get rid of I so you can get to you. And there's so many people that needs for you to get to them. Get clear. Of your pride. Paul is saying, I, I became a slave so that others can be one to Christ. What would it look like if you were to say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to associate myself with someone in a lower class. I'm going to hang out with people that may not be popular. I'm going to make sure that I get to the use in this world so that they can experience the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Is anybody ready to do whatever it takes to clear themselves of I? Get rid of I. Pride is detrimental to our walk and our work in this world. Second observation is this. Get close to what's familiar. Get close to what's familiar. I'm a basketball fan, and I believe personally, and you have the right to be wrong, but I believe personally LeBron James is the greatest basketball player in the world. Come on, somebody. Oh, no. Listen, listen. They're, like LeBron James averages for a career 27.5 points per game. Some of y'all, that may not mean nothing to me. He, his three-point percentage is 33 for a big man. 
He averages 8.9 steals, 8.3 blocks. He is the greatest basketball player in the history of the world. Matter of fact, LeBron started a new trend. On Tuesdays, he got everybody saying, Taco Tuesday. He is the greatest. I love him. What's funny is, whenever LeBron James steps on a court, he literally dominates. But it gets to a point where everybody forget how good he really is. They're like, oh, yes, yeah, LeBron James. Like, they became so used to greatness. They became familiar to what he can do. And it's funny how when we become saved, we, come, we become familiar to those who are close to us. I remember when I first got saved, I wanted to save everybody in my family. Anybody remember that? Like, you, when you were on fire for the Lord, you're like, Mom, you know about Jesus? Yes, I'm a pastor's wife. Okay, hey, hey, dog, do you know about Jesus? I'm going to save you right now. In the name of Jesus, get rid of that poo-poo in your life. Come on, somebody. I'm a priest of this dog. You have too much crap around you. Oh, come on. Like, you, anything you can do, you would have done it. Like, you would have walked on water when you first came to, to the Lord. You would have you healed a broken car. It, it don't matter what, how ridiculous. You would have walked to any cousin that, that didn't like you. Any person that didn't like you would have went to them. But something happened in the process of life where we became too familiar. Oh, that's just my brother. It's fine. He'll come to God someday. Oh, that's my mom. Um, yeah, I'll just wait for the pastor to do that. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, oh, I go to class with her every single week. Yeah, I know she's struggling with depression, but we've been friends for years, so she, you know, it's whatever. You know, the hardest people to reach is the person right next to you. We all, like, I love that Rebecca came down and, you know, it's amazing to be a missionary. I, we need more missionaries out there, but we need more missionaries in our schools. We need more missionaries in our community. We need more people willing to say, oh, hold up. Hi, you look upset. Can I, can I pray for you? Yeah, yeah. How, how'd you know? Well, we've been going to school forever, and I'm, 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 I'm making a, an effort to share something special with you. Don't get too familiar with what's close. That's the worst mistake that you can do. Even Jesus' family thought he was crazy. They thought he was loco. Like, no, 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 no. That's Jesus? Can you imagine growing up with Jesus? Like, knowing, like, I can imagine Jesus at 12 years old, right? Something broke. I got it. Mm. Playing soccer with him, he accidentally breaks your leg. Or he actually breaks, someone breaks the leg. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ref, time out. Good job, buddy. Good job. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine seeing the guy who never, ever, ever sinned? Like, he never talked back to his mom. Ever. Ever. Like, James was probably like, yeah, mom, well, you, you, you're dumb. Come on, Jesus, back me up. No, mother, you're great. I love you, brother. That is not how you act to your mother. He never sinned, but they got so familiar with him because he was so close. We're so worried about everyone out there. We're missing the person who is right here. James, he says, I, I became a Jew. Not, he, not James, sorry, Paul. I became a Jew. I went to the Jew, I, I did the law, all the things, the little rituals they did so I can save those. Now, here's the thing with Paul. He was Jewish. He was a Jew. He knew 
the customs. He knew the people was reaching out, but he said, you know what? I'm not going to neglect those who are right in front of me. This is, this, is, this is what we have to do. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? Whatever it takes. There are some of us in here who have family members who need to hear the gospel. Like, here's real talk. People are dying and going to hell. Like, let, let's, let's get honest for a moment. Because you're never too young to hear the reality of people's eternal destination. People are literally being lost spiritually, mentally, and we have the answer. Why would we hold that? There's no need. Like, if I have a pack of gum, I'm giving you some. Like, sharing is better when we share with others. We have the best news in the universe. We ought to give it to everybody around us. Oh, come on. We, we, need, to, we need to celebrate that. That needs to be something that we engrave in our souls. Paul says, I became like those who follow the law so I can save those who are under the law. Get close to those things you're familiar with. And third observation is this. Get comfortable with what's uncomfortable. I think I shared this story in here before, but I'll share it again. I was at Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. I walked in that mug, and I was hungry. And it was, like, on lunchtime. And so, like, on Mondays, that's my phone. Thank you so much. On Mondays, I, um, I, was, I was just ready. And so on Mondays, everyone goes to Moe's, right? It's Moe Monday, so we're going to go. And the line was out the door. So I'm already, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have time for this. I got to get back to work so I can prep for Wednesday. Hello, because this is the best place to be in the world. And so I was trying to prep for that. So I need to get back. And so I got there. And I'm in line. And so this dude comes up to me, he's like this, and he just looked frantic, right? He looked like, he looked kind of out of place. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when someone looks like they're like looking for something, so he comes up, he's like, yo, 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 yo. He's like, yo, 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 can I rap for you for a minute? I was like, uh, sure. He's like, yo, can I rap for you? He's like, yo, burritos, tomatoes, capita fittitos, A, M, B, though. But I'm like standing, I'm like, yo, this dude is really going in. Like, I'm not talking about, it wasn't like he was whispering, burritos, potatoes. No, he was like, burritos, potatoes, like in the middle of Moe's. I was like, is this really happening? Like, is this America got idol? What is going on right now? I'm not. I <laughs> Told you, I, I got held in third grade, so, you know, I can't. So he's, he's rapping, he's rapping, he's rapping, he's rapping, he's going on, and he stops. 30 seconds felt like 30 minutes. And I really felt uncomfortable, y'all. I was like, yo, this is weird, right? And, like, I'm trying to pay, so it's one of those awkward things. So I'm, like, like ready to, like, cash out, but I don't want to move. I'm like, mm, do I just, like, and you know when you get caught in an awkward position, so you're standing kind of, like, with your legs here, and you're like, do I, do I fix myself? No, no, just stay here. Yeah, bro, that's good. Burritos, burritos, yeah. And so finally ended, and I remember before he started, he said, can I borrow 30 seconds of your time. And I remember God spoke to me in my soul. He said, hey, hey, ask him if you can borrow 30 seconds of his time. I remember I was like, yeah, let me do that. Yeah, yeah. See you, buddy. Why? Because it was uncomfortable. Like, it was awkward. Everybody was staring at me. 
Like, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to rap back? Is this a rap battle? Let's go. People were turning, people were like turning up, like, what, what are you going to say? And I was like, see you, buddy. Bye. That was interesting. Because it was uncomfortable. Like, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you for a moment? Sharing the gospel is not comfortable. But the reality of people receiving it is so valuable. Oh, come on, somebody. We ought to be really, really uncomfortable or comfortable with being uncomfortable because the end worth is so worth it. You think Peter was comfortable when he was getting beaten for the gospel? You think Paul was comfortable when he was getting beat? He got beat. He died. Got raised back to life. He was shipwrecked. He was put in jail. He, you think he was comfortable? Do you think Stephen, there's this Jesus follower named Stephen, he was preaching his heart off, and they hated him so much that they stoned him, threw rocks at his head. Do you think he was comfortable? Do you think Jesus was comfortable? As he was thinking about the sins that he was about to take, that the Father was about to crush him in front of the whole world. Do you think he was comfortable? No. But he was comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I don't know about you, but Paul says, I will do anything to save some. And I will be uncomfortable to, be, to, to make sure that somebody receives the presence of God. To recap that story, this was a few weeks after that, that rap incident, right? And so I'm in public. This is a late night. I was going to get it. Ironically, taco stuff. So I was going to get taco stuff, and I'm walking through Publix, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a rush again. You know what I'm talking about? I'm in a rush again. So I'm walking. Guess who I see in the parking lot selling candies? The rapper. I'm like, get out of here. You think I missed the opportunity, even though I was uncomfortable? No. I stopped him. I said, hey, let's talk for a minute. And I shared the gospel to him. I even got his number. His name is John. John, peace. If you're listening, I don't know if you are, but okay. I shared the gospel to him. We were staying in the middle of Publix, and I stopped him. I said, no, I am going to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I wonder if we'd catch that idea tonight, that even though we're in school, you see somebody crying, you walk up to him and say, hey, can I pray for you? Can I pray with you? Hey, what's going on? Do you know Jesus? He can set you free from what's holding you back. What if you walked home and you said, Mom, Mom, listen, listen, I know, I know you're, you and Dad are fighting, but there is somebody who can help you find peace. What if you were so comfortable with the uncomfortable that everything around you began to shift, that people thought you were crazy? Guess who? They thought Jesus was crazy too. Do things that nobody else would do so that people could come to Christ. This is a brand new school year. And it's time for us to get uncomfortable. It's time for us to step out into the waters and say we're going to do whatever it takes so that this school, this community can see the light of day. Come on, somebody. Let's give God some praise if we believe that this is our time. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, we have to be willing to do whatever it takes. I'll end with this. There's a story, and I'll give you the bridge version. 
of a missionary named Jim Elliott. Many of you guys have heard this. And it's funny, I, I remember hearing it way back in the day, and then I ran across it as I was writing this, and I ran across it, and it just, and it came to me, and I just give you the real short version. Because this man exemplified what it meant to be uncomfortable. He was doing mission work, and he was aimed to go to this small island full of, they say savage, people who are not civilized. And what they did, they, they drove around the plane a few days and dropping things and actually using a microphone to speak their language to show that, hey, we're safe. We're here to help you. We're here to, 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 to aid you in whatever you need. Your kids, your, whatever, we're here for you. So all of a sudden, you, they thought it was good. But everyone else, no, this group of people is not tame. You can't go there. Mm-mm. Don't do it. So finally, Jim and four of the missionaries went over there. And their lives was taken. He went to a spot that no one told him to do. And he said, you know what? I know this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to go. Fast forward. His family, led by his wife, goes back to the island. And everyone gets saved. What's the moral of the story? Because he was comfortable with the uncomfortable, people became comfortable with Jesus. And the challenge here tonight is this. There's somebody in your world that looks crazy, that looks scary, that looks like they, they may harm you, but go anyways. Take that step of faith and say, you know what? Hey, can we talk? Hey, let's go out for coffee. Or Chick-fil-A, hello. Let's go hang out just for a little bit. I want to talk to you about something. It's time for us to, to do whatever it takes. There are souls that depend on it. There are lives on the line. And we can't sit idle. And so this is how you can take a part. This is going to be your homework. As you leave here tonight, there will be a few people standing out that doors, and they're going to give you an invite card. We're starting a brand new series this this weekend on Sunday. Why Sunday? Because Sunday is an easy day. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I got too much homework. I don't want to come on a Wednesday. But Sunday, they don't got no excuse. Come to 11 o'clock, not at 9 a.m. Come on, we wake up at 10 for church at 11. Take one and give one. And look, get over yourself. Get over I. Get, get close. Maybe your mom needs to come to church. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's your best friend. Give them one. Get near to those who are familiar. And get, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. It's going to be weird and awkward, but do it anyways. Because the reward of seeing them in the wonderful presence of God is worth it. Amen? Let's pray. Father, right now,
as you speak to us and have spoken to us, Lord, there is a challenge for us to do whatever it takes. Paul exemplified your example of being able to go out to the highways and the byways to see people come to Christ because the reality is that there are so many people perishing from this world that do not know that their sins are hindering them from eternal life with Jesus Christ. So, Father, right now we are praying one simple thing, that by the power of the Holy Spirit you give us the strength, the courage to get over ourselves, to not neglect those who are close to us and to get comfortable with what's uncomfortable. We say these things. With every head bowed and every eye closed, there's some of you tonight who maybe you need to understand not do whatever it takes to reach other people, but maybe to do whatever it takes to reach Jesus Christ. You may be here tonight, you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or you've been coming week after week and you have not made that decision to follow God. Can I tell you tonight, today's your day. Today's your day. There's no need to wait anymore. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to say, if you say, I need to make a decision or I need to, to be comfortable with what's uncomfortable, I need to finally step my foot out and say, God, I'm going to follow you. If that's you in this place tonight, with no one looking, would you just slip your hand in the air briefly? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. I see those hands. And again, it may be uncomfortable, but God sees you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. He says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means the sins that was holding you back from the relationship with God will no longer be because Jesus has stepped in. So when we pray this prayer together, everyone out loud, say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Help me to see you first. Help me to follow after you. Give me the boldness to share the good news about you. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening today. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider subscribing, sharing, or posting on all your social stories? I pray you have a good one. Love you. God bless.